Oh, look at this. Just a couple of bros on a Monday. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. Uh, we've survived Super Bowl week. Thank you so much for your just humbling comments for our coverage on Radio Row. We have kind of sort of survived Super Bowl 57, and we're going to get into that right now because, Bo, the Arizona Cardinals do not have a head coach, but they have an interview here today on a Monday in Arizona. What can you tell us? I can tell you that it's down to two, right? It's uh, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator of the Eagles, who lost that game in the second half to the Chiefs and were the team that uh, couldn't get to the top of the mountain, but, man, were they close. And then Lou Anarumo, defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals that were close, but was kind of a uh, – tell me – stop me if you've heard this one. Screwed by the officials – on a final drive uh, by the um, in the AFC Championship game. So yeah. Lou, Jonathan Gannon, and then there were two. We thought it was going to be a different two, right? What we were hearing at the end of last week was Mike Kafka, Lou Anarumo. We'd kept that wild card spot open for, for Jonathan Gannon because ever since Benjamin Albright kind of put that little bug in our ear almost a month ago, saying yeah. that the Cardinals will interview him. The, they never got on the schedule, and here they are now interviewing him today. Do they let him leave the building? Was Lou Amaruno just a, a runaway train as far as a surprise interview and just crushing two interviews with the Cardinals to where he kind of overcame uh, a guy like Jonathan Gannon, who's now, in hindsight, kind of been one of the top candidates all coaching search. The Mike Kafka dynamic is interesting, but we can bury it now. A couple of different sources reporting, and then Cam Cox put an emphasis on it this morning. Uh, I think we've got his tweet for our audio listeners guaranteeing. Here we go. Cardinals coach search can confirm. This is from Cameron Cox at Cam Cox on Channel 12, reporting that Eagles DC Jonathan Gannon is interviewing today in Arizona. We know that. He's been told it's down to Gannon or Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Vance. Joseph, according to Cam Cox, would likely stay if Lou is hired and he'd bring in an experienced offensive coordinator and QB coach, whereas we're hearing both from our friend Benjamin Albright that if it's Jonathan Gannon, he would likely go with an external defensive coordinator. We've heard some rumblings, maybe the linebacker coach out of Philadelphia. So Vance yeah. would be safe if it's Anna Rumo. Gannon would not keep Vance Joseph. And then, of course, the sub-bullet to all that is Mike Kafka no longer in consideration. It is down to two, and we've got some people, most people, it feels like, rooting for Lou Anarumo, where it feels like the house money right now would tell you it's going to be Jonathan Gannon. Why do you think that the fan base, outside of really last night, is maybe turning a little bit on Jonathan Gannon being the head coach of this team? Because it felt like 48 hours ago, Right. John Gannon, hot name, right? Seven right. points allowed in each of the two playoff games. Second in total defense. Is it only because of the second half last night? I mean, that recency bias is out of control at this point, right? I, I think yeah. I, it really is because anytime today on the Twitter streets, I put out, you know, Gannon v. Anarumo, it, yeah. it was overwhelming how many people want Lou to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals because of the second half downfall of this Philadelphia Eagles uh, defense. And look, of course, it's how you finish. I mean, Cardinals fans know that more than anybody watching Cliff Kingsbury coach football for four seasons in the desert. They never finish. Right. And you wouldn't want to have some sort of continuation of that. But, you know, I, I think. Gannon, as far as his defense, it held the Chiefs to seven first-half points. I mean, after the opening drive touchdown for the Chiefs, or their opening possession TD, it went missed field goal, doink, and then you had back-to-back -back punts. They had the ball for just over two minutes in the second quarter. Like, Gannon's defense was keeping them off the field, and by doing so, was putting Philadelphia in a position to go into the locker room up 10. Now, I know that all went away. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. And, and Patrick Mahomes and the offensive staff there in Kansas City, masterful what they decided to come out and how they executed in the second half. I mean, Eric Bieniemy, who's been tied to this team, potentially the Cardinals, as an offensive coordinator, big tip of the cap because on Saturday he's pointing to uh, just something that the, the, the Eagles defense was doing and it kind of had a tell that they were able to exploit 
yeah. that led to two unguarded touchdowns. I mean, it was unbelievable what they were able to do just off of, you know, some film that they had against them from the Jacksonville Jaguars game. So a tip of the cap there. But I think, you know, you can't lose sight that Jonathan Gannon can relate to players and that Jonathan Gannon, uh, he was able to, you can say about all the talent he had on his defense, he was able to harness that talent. He was yeah. able to get that talent to produce and p- produce at a pretty historic record, especially in the pass rush. And, you know, th- that can't uh, kind of go kind of overlooked the ability to coach a talented defense and put them in a position to to play in the last game of the season and, and go into the second half with a lead. Here's what we're not going to do on this show. Bo and I are not going to sit here and tell you if you want Luana Room over John Gannon that you're wrong because sure. you're not wrong. You can have an opinion. That's what this show is about. Put it in the comments. My pushback to anybody with with John Gannon kind of on the the edge, the tipping point of you not wanting him as a head coach. Put away. Hold on, hold on. You see that chat where it says, "Give me Anna Rumo." Gannon choked in the Super Bowl. Hey, I got news for you. Anna Rumo's defense choked in the Super Bowl last year too. They they gave up a 79 yard touchdown drive to Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup that the Rams beat the Bengals in, in last year's Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan choked away 28 to three to the New England Patriots and the and the 49ers didn't give two fucks and they wouldn't <laughs> they, they wouldn't have it any other way because he's their head coach right now. Um, I don't care about the statistics. I don't care about anything else. There was a piece of information that came our way from Albert Breer, Darren Urban of, of azcardinals.com was nice enough to post on his Twitter. And let's let's try to read between the lines of this post. Uh, if we could, Sean, let's see this post um, over the summer. This is from Albert Breer. New Arizona Cardinal GM Monty Osenfort, with the help of his agent, knowing he was going to be up for some GM jobs, came up with a list of 10 to 12 coaches that he he wanted to get to know. So he'd have a solid list to work from in case he got a GM job. The three guys that would wound up impressing him, Brian Callahan, Bengals OC, Cardinals interviewed, Lions DC Aaron Glenn, and Gannon, who, for his part, showed Osenfort he had sort of the it factor needed to become a head coach. The twist, again, because of the rules was, Austin Fort would have to wait on him. By the time Austin Fort got the Arizona job, the window to do first interviews with coaches in the playoffs was was shut. So of his list of three, Glenn was the only one he could interview. Then after the AFC title game, he got to talk to Callahan, and now finally they'll get Mm -hmm. to Gannon. So let's take that graphic down. So what does that tell you? This would be an Austin Fort hire. It would be the GM picking the head coach. It would not be a Michael Bidwell meddling Arizona Cardinal hire. Lou Anarumo, while impressive, was not one of the initial people Austin Fort was considering. So you could make an assumption, is this a Michael Bidwell hire? Who knows? Austin Fort, if he hires him, is going to say all the right things. But for a franchise that has been meddled with Steve Keim and Michael Bidwell, you're going to get, if you hire Jonathan Gannon, a direct choice from your GM, your external GM for the first time since 1994. You've got an external assistant GM for the first time in some time. The structure of the Cardinals would finally resemble a competent organization. So I, again, I, I applaud you. You want Luana Rumo. That's awesome. But if you want this franchise to be amongst the big boys now and to do things that aren't batshit crazy like they've done since 1994, not hiring an external GM since that time when Buddy Ryan, Buddy Ryan was, the, was the coach and picked the players, you should be rooting for John Gann because that's what Monty Ossenfort wants. And Monty Ossenfort did not come up with in the ranks of the Cardinals. He was an external guy with the Titans and the Patriots. So let's put everything else aside. If you want to be viewed as a competent organization and you want to empower Monty Ossenford, if you're Michael Bidwell, allow him to pick this GM. And we had Josh Weinfuss on our show earlier last week. What did Josh Weinfuss tell Bo and I? This is a Michael Bidwell decision. Well, I mm-hmm. believe if they opt to go with Jonathan Gannon, it's a Monty Ossenfort decision, and that's what everybody should be rooting for right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, as far as empowering your your GM, putting him in a position to make the decision, and this is not just something where he watched the run where they shut down Danny Dimes in the divisional round, and then he shut down the fifth-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and say, hmm, this would be a pretty good guy. Let's add him to the list. No, right. he started vetting Jonathan Gannon last summer when he knew that he was going to be up inevitably for some general manager positions 
and he landed here with the Arizona Cardinals, and this is one of the guys that he's been eyeing the entire process. So you've got Osenfort's dozen, and you've got Gannon, who's pretty much stood out and has that it factor. When I see, you know, some beat writer and somebody's talking about on 98.7, some Eagles beat writer who's probably bummed that Jonathan Gannon didn't talk to him after the game last night is saying yeah. he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the ability to talk to the quarterback. I disagree. When you look at the two quarter, two candidates remaining, who's going to be able to connect with Kyler Murray better I'm going to pick the 40, the soon to be 40 year old Jonathan Gannon, who, you know, yeah. Andrew Sandejo, 12 year NFL safety, told us out on Radio Row, has a great ability to connect with the players in that locker room instead of the 57 year old defensive coordinator and Lou Ammer in Arumo. I, I just think that it that's that's pretty easy to see. Now, players do love Anarumo. They love him because his ability to scheme and 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 call up a game plan and be surprising to opposing offenses. And I think that's part of it, no doubt about it. But what have we said from the very jump? What did you say to Pat McAfee? What are the Arizona Cardinals? What's the number one thing that they need to do and find out of this coaching search? A leader of men, a 53-man leader of men. Uh, Joel in the chat saying Brewer has strong ties to New England. Should assume that any info that came, came directly from Monty. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That, yeah. that list, he said, I want Jonathan Gannon. I want to talk to Jonathan Gannon. And anybody in the chat that's rooting for Kyler Murray, well, I'm going to tell you right now, Gannon has a relationship with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a relationship with Kyler Murray. Uh, to, to echo Bo's points, not to say that Luke couldn't have a relationship with Kyler, but if you want something that's a little bit more seamless than trying to mesh a 24, 25-year-old with a 60-year-old man that's not Bruce Arians, I would say, again, there's there's somebody better suited to do that, and it's Jonathan Gannon, who, by the way, is also eyeing an offensive coordinator, QB coach for the, the Cleveland Browns that I'm sure we're going to get into later that has yeah. a plan in place, a, a, a scheme that puts an emphasis on the run game with a mobile quarterback to take pressure off of Kyler Murray. But I, I will echo a lot of people in the comments are dead on. I do believe that these are the two individuals that can produce the best staff. I was never bought on what Kafka could and couldn't do putting together a staff. I think he needs more time. Bo, you put out a phenomenal tweet earlier today showing the amount of time that both of these coaches have been in the NFL. They have contacts, right? We talked about it on our audio-only podcast, which I encourage you to listen to last night. And that is that for the first time since Bruce Aarons in 2013, these are going to be staffs put together by the head coach, not by Steve Kime or Michael Bidwell. And that's a good feeling. So I, yeah. I feel like we're playing with house money at this point. Everybody can say, well, the bar is really low. You're right. It is low. This team's picking third overall. They're going to they're have to gut the roster. But you can flip it in 12 to 18 months. And the best way to do that is with people you know and that you trust. Right. And, and, and trying to make the excuse like what Lou was able to do with maybe not as much talent versus what Gannon was able to do with top yeah. talent. I mean, look at the type of you know, athlete the Arizona Cardinals have on their roster. I think it's more on par with Philly. And you might say, what the F are you talking about? But when you've got Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, you've got the third overall pick, which is likely going to be a dog coming out, you know, either out of of Georgia or, you know, of course, out of Bama and and Will Anderson Jr. Gannon knows how to harness that and and take that talent and, and put them in a position to be ferocious uh, you know, outside of looking at the second half where they were pretty neutralized, that that defense did not play well. I'm not going to sit here and get on on uh, on camera and crack the mic and say that they played well in the second half. But I'm looking at the complete, you know, work here. And then for people to assume since lose 57 that he's got more experience. Well, he doesn't he doesn't have necessarily as much NFL experience as Jonathan Gannon does. I mean, until recently, his defense, you know, the last two seasons and since he wasn't that great, he's been the defensive coordinator there five years. And yeah. the Giants were mid, the the Miami defenses that he was a part of for a long time, including Vance Joseph that got him a head coaching job, they were pretty mid as well. Gannon has been the NFL longer than Lou for four more seasons. He's, he's held a position in the NFL four more seasons than Lou. Lou was at Purdue. He was in the Big Ten at Purdue for a couple of years. It's just like that, that That might be because he's he's got more life experience, but in the NFL, Jonathan Gannon has more NFL experience. Ageism is a real thing, and it goes both ways. And I, I'll tell you right now, I've seen one coach of those two individuals out-coach Kyle Shanahan 
and it's Jonathan Gannon and beat the shit out of his offense in the tune of seven points and knock his quarterback out of the game, right? They gave up one Christian McCaffrey touchdown, and that was it. You want to complain about the quarterback situation for San Francisco? They were putting up 40-plus points against the Arizona Cardinals with backups all year on Vance Joseph's defense. So we can't have it both ways, right? It's not going to be perfect. The Cardinals, on this show, we had a short list of the elites. Sean Payton, right? We wanted Jim Harbaugh. We wanted D'Amico Ryans. They weren't able to land any of those guys through their own admission or their own efforts. And so it's like, okay, how about we get this 53-man leader of men from the Super Bowl that's mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator that was second in points allowed this year, second in total defense, 70 sacks in the NFL, that has a relationship, a close relationship with your GM? I, I think most people would sign up for that. And I, I didn't hear too many people after they gave up seven points in the first half saying anything but don't let them leave the state of Arizona. <laughs> right. and, then Patrick, and then Patrick Mahomes happened, right? right? And that's unfortunate. But if we're using Mahomes as a barometer that, well, the Cardinals shouldn't hire this guy because he got lit up by what I think is the best accumulation of coaches in Andy mm-hmm. Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and their defensive coordinator, who, by the way, won championships with the New York Giants, if you've got that collection of talent that out-schemed them, it's out-schemed everybody in the second right. half. It wasn't just on Gannon. And what we think is going to be a generational quarterback top five all time, Like I, I'm okay if he's taking the L for that. Like yeah. I, I'm not going to judge. They had a very, very competitive first half. They had a bad second half. It right. happens. But they were in a position to win the game up until the final drive, and you know a call didn't go their way. But I, I just think to be <laughs> prisoner of the moment – for, a, for an unfortunate second half in the Super Bowl for a team, a Cardinal team, that was irrelevant most of this year. Like, uh, we, we've seen now what the Cardinals are able to secure and not secure. Right. This yeah. is not Aaron Glenn, who whose Lions team had the 29th-ranked defense. This is not Vance Joseph, initially talked about as an option for the Cardinals the first week after Kingsbury's fired. This isn't, even, this isn't Cliff Kingsbury being retained. I, right. I think we need to be realistic about expectations here. Yeah, but you know, I think we could all agree, you know, that now that they're down to two seemingly candidates in yeah. in Anarumo and and Gannon, it's it's a yeah. level up. I, th- I think you can assume it's a, it's a no level doubt. up as far as what what you pointed out, guys that you with relationships, you know, guys with with experience within the NFL, player relationships, coaching staff relationships, front office relationships. That would go far as far as bringing experienced NFL minds and, and talent into the building in Tempe. Um, Jalen Blair pointing out, you know, how how quickly we pivot from Lou to Gannon. I mean, Gannon was just a guy that was that we were keeping an eye open for because what J- Benjamin Albright told us and that he was a wild card, right? And, yeah. and what we had kind of witnessed on opening night last Monday, and that you know, there, there and what happened with Brian Flores. And also, you the conversation was it was Lou and Kafka, and I'm not sitting here and and, tr- and trashing Lou Anarumo. I'm tra- I'm pretty much making the case for Gannon over Anarumo, where I think Gannon has the edge. I would rather see a guy with the the, the relatability of these players, uh, oh, with just as much, probably give a slight edge to Anarumo as far as scheming his his defensive scheming. Uh, over Gannon, just because he, what he, you know, obviously what the the, the resume, the, the what he put forth with the last two seasons with Philly, I think that he, he was able to produce results that Anarumo uh, can also produce. But give me the edge as far as relating to the players and leading guy and leading men. Who is going to put this team in the best possible position to win the NFC West? And whomever they hire, they're they're signaling to the fan base. This is a guy who we think can out-scheme Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and inevitably Pete Carroll, whomever they they opted to nab on the OC. But the Cardinals got picked apart by Geno Smith. They've been picked apart by McVay since he was hired, and they've been undressed twice this year by Kyle Shanahan. So that should tell you, whomever they decide is, we feel like he can go toe-to-toe with our coaches in the division. And I'm cool with whomever they pick. My preference is Gannon, but it's not the gap that was Kafka and Flores and Anarumo. Mm-hmm. So let's just be clear about that. This is this is a 1A, 1B kind of thing. I can tell you right now, though, the Vance Joseph factor does not make me feel good if I'm rooting for Lou Anarumo. <laughs> and again, 
I don't want to keep dragging Vance into this. Right. But there will be a potential for fractions in the locker room as it relates to, well, this is how we did things with Vance last year. And Vance is still around. Vance, what's your opinion on this? And Vance, given his two cents, oh, I like Dennis Gardeck and I like Tanner Vallejo. And you got to let the veterans get the first crack <laughs> at it. And I'm watching Will Anderson with the twos and I want to punch a fucking hole in my wall. Right. Or I get Will Anderson, or I get Will Anderson with Jonathan Gannon and a brand new staff, and they watch the tape from last year, and they're like, that's horseshit. I'm not playing those guys. I'm starting fresh. Best players play. The best players did not play under Vance Joseph during his tenure here. Allow rookies to make mistakes. This needs to be an organization that embraces young talent. And as long as Vance Joseph is a part of it, I'm going to have my question marks. So that's right. a check against Luana Rumo. I'm sorry, and I, and I do believe it would be a, a mate good for, hey, Vance, you took care of me. I was your DB coach back in 2016. We're going to keep you around as a senior advisor. And I see a lot of people just waited out a year. No, I don't want to do that. You've got mm. everything else is telling you clean break. Kime gone. Kingsbury gone. You've got external assistant GM. Why would you keep Vance Joseph around? So that that's a knock against against Lou for me. Fair I, I don't I don't necessarily think it, it's going to fracture the locker room as much as you think will. I will say to to DJ Boogie in the chat saying, uh, "What was this question, Emma? Could you bring that up on the screen?" Saying asking if we don't believe Lou can lead men, we absolutely believe he can lead yeah, him. I, sure. I just buy more into Jonathan Gannon and his ability to do it and relate to the players more than, than Lou Anarumo. Uh, but look, I mean, he can collaborate with Vance Joseph. It's something that they've done before in Miami, and I'm sure there's a lot of mutual respect there. And, and I get why you would want just this to be a clean break from the old regime, right? You yeah. know, time gone, Cliff gone, might as well get rid, rid of VJ and just kind of clean house and hit the yeah. whole the entire reset button. But yeah, I, I, if, if VJ... Didn't he obviously his defense played very well the previous season, not last season? Last season they mm. were putrid at, and, at times. At times, at times, right? They and, got but, lit up by Detroit, they got lit up by Seattle in the finale. Uh, Vance Joseph's defense has been trending poorly since right. about late October of 2021. And, and, and the talent that he was gifted, and the talent he was tasked in developing, and his reluctantness to play them that that's a those are huge red flags no doubt about it that's uh, the biggest one for me but the, the idea that it's going to be Lou Anarumo's defense for the most part and he's going to be the one that's going to be collaborating and game planning and, and VJ is going to be there as, as a sounding board that's fine I I don't but if if there's any reluctance to play with young players like Cam Cameron Thomas or Majay Sanders or the the rookie class coming in this year yeah, that would make me sick to my stomach. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that what's the stat that you gave us that the the playing time for Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas at the end of the year, despite a lost season, right, and free agents to be, what were those guys playing like? They were twenty percent of the snaps, twenty thirty percent, and you know it was it was the like the only thing that the Cardinals had to play for was JJ Watt's final two games, and he wasn't take he was playing more inside than than those guys. You were playing Dennis Gardeck. You were playing Victor Dumakeji. You were playing even Marcus Golden at that time could have given up snaps to those guys to see what you have. That's why you can get in this vicious circle of by year four when these non-first rounders you have to figure out, even the first rounders when you have to decide to play, pick up their fifth-year option going into year four, you don't know enough about them to, to make a, a, a solid decision there. So we don't, yeah, we don't that, know what, that what needs to fall by the wayside. No doubt about it. That has to have already been taken out back and, and handled with, uh, with the, with the bulk of the old regime exiting last month. Go, go, go let Vance Joseph go join a veteran coaching staff. That's on the cusp that needs a, a good motivator to, to maybe put them over the top with veterans all over the place. Establishment Cardinals haven't established anything. They've established poor habits. They've established they're not good at drafting and developing. But Elver says it in the chat. I agree with him. I don't want Vance Joseph anywhere near Will Anderson Jr. I'm sorry. Like, I, I watched him mismanage Isaiah Simmons' development, not play Zayvon Collins, right? The rookies were the two best pass rushers outside on the team for outside linebackers wouldn't play. So I just – but. Vance Joseph can come out with Lou Anaruma if they hire him, and he can say all the right things. We will fast forward to the fall, and it will be a different story. Ben Neiman's over over first round inside linebackers. It's 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 not a reality I want to live anymore. It's just not. I, I want a new coaching staff 
that's going to say, I'm married to these players because these are the players that I picked to run my scheme, right? So, I again, that that's not fair to Luana Rumo. He might be told by Michael Bidwell, you got to keep Vance on if we hire you. So, you know, I won't put it on Luana Rumo, but it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's why I prefer Jonathan Gannon. And, and I don't I don't agree with this take that he, Gannon's only had one good season as a defensive coordinator. Philly's defense was part of the reason why that team was able to sneak into the playoffs last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they were trying to develop Jalen Hurts' game, uh, they had to become kind of a run-heavy, defensive-minded team. As far as the rankings, I mean, it's it, it their defense was was fine, and then it took a monster step forward. And to say that Gannon's just a product of the talent, I mean, the the four guys in double digit sacks to to put to to be able to put those guys in that position, I don't think he gets enough credit. I really don't. Um, but to also say that that's not to take away Anarumo's ability to elevate talent, I absolutely do buy into that, and that that's very impressive, and that's. That's something that you should, you should, that, that makes the case for Lou. Yeah, plant based carnivore. So I, I, but I don't agree with the, the back half of that. So Arizona Cardinals, though, really do appear like they're right there. And maybe they make a decision within the hour. Maybe they make a decision tonight or sit on it until tomorrow. But they're close. They're closer than they've, they've been all, all off season. What is it? Are we day 35? Day 35, Dylan Richards, uh, Super Chat. Thank you so much, Dylan. $1.99. Advanced days. Does the new head coach fix uh, playing time problems? Hopefully. Probably. I don't think yeah. Monty Austin Ford and John Gannon or Lou Anarumo want to see Will Anderson sitting or a defensive tackle pick 35 sitting. That That's that's just it's unacceptable. They, uh, these players that are on the team currently that have contracts, they're not tied to this this leadership. They're, they're, so the decisions are going to be made either during the year or during the offseason, whether or not they stick around or they become backups or they have to adapt, presumably, to new systems and, and schemes. So I, I, to me, I would just say, like, got to get on board with this because what you did prior, and this is all due respect, I love Buda Baker, but Buda's defense last year, not individually, but he's the captain of the defense. Defense was terrible. It was, it was 29th in points allowed, Right. So we can't say, well, Vance, we did this and this and that. No, no, no. That right. didn't work last year. The defense was awful. Now, the offense was worse, and they put them in bad positions, no doubt. That's why Cliff Kingsbury was also fired. But it just it has everything has to be new and different, and I, I'm hopeful for that. Um, and I'm hopeful that you guys are going to check out DraftKings. If you haven't already, goodness, what have you been waiting for? Super Bowl 57, absolutely off the chain. I won one of my three bets yesterday, but it did put me in the green I had. KC, right? My dad talked me out of betting against Patrick Mahomes, and I said, no, we got to ride with Jonathan Gannon if he's going to be our new head coach. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we know how that ended. So, And then I took the over at 51 points, which seemed like free money. 88% uh, of the bets went in on the over. Didn't get my uh, $5 free bet to hit, but, you know, it's free money. And DraftKings, they love dishing out free money. Uh, and how about this for free money? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, my DraftKings pick of the night, pick of the week is the Nuggets money line as they go to Miami to take on the heat. That should be a barn burner. And then I can't wait to make my DraftKings pick of the week uh, every Suns game moving forward once Kevin Durant makes his debut bowl. It was uh, surreal to see Katie putting up shots wearing the Phoenix Suns purple out there at their practice facility. Tremendous. If you want to see that, our guy Gerald Bergay and our friends at PHNX Suns have it up on their Twitter. Check it out, PHNX underscore Suns. Katie's new to the Valley. You're going to have a new head coach and coaching staff that's going to be new to the Valley, and they're going to have to learn a very fun lesson in what the top brewery is in the Valley. And that's easy. It's Four Peaks. Four Peaks was what was fueling my Super Bowl party last night. Right. Johnny's Super Bowl watching experience last night. Friend Dan, who, who was asking what we were drinking, he was drinking Kilt Lifter. I was drinking the Wow Wheat. Johnny was drinking the Hazy IPA. There's something for everybody. Any beer that you like, you want something smoother? Are you more kind of like a spirits fan? Well, they've got their barrel-aged uh, beers as well, where they'll take some of their uh, top beers and they'll age them in these barrels that they bought from Kentucky. 
uh, very, very expensive, but very well worth it. And it's like a smooth kind of sipping beer and they all go crazy. They're unbelievable. You got to check them out for yourself. Hit them up. 8th Street in Tempe, right in the heart of ASU town. You've got 8th Street Brewery in Tempe. Check out Four Peaks. Check them out online as well on socials at Four Peaks Brew. And also you want to check out Kilt Lifter, Wow Wheat, Hazy IPA. You got Raj IPA. You got everything that you would want, plus a full, huge, delicious menu. You got desserts, and you got the experience and atmosphere that you want as well. Check them out right now. Hang out. They're uh, pairing. They're doing like a pairing with delicious Girl Scout cookies. What could you mm. ask for? Figure out what beer pairs the best with uh, some Smoans or some uh, Thin Mints, whatever it might be. They're tag along? Play. Team tag along? Yeah, tag along's all right. I mean, it's not top oh, three. Check out the Four Peaks cookie pairing at each street pub location in Tempe, February 16th. You got to be 21 years or older. Enjoy responsibly. Uh, question in the chat I want to go back up to. Uh, jumping on, I think it's Nazar. Wait, I just joined. What's the news of Kafka being out? What was the reasoning? So it, it kind of been put out there by, I think, initially Josh Weinfuss and then Cam Cox, basically saying it's down to Luana Rumo. And it's down to uh, Jonathan Gannon. That was basically confirmed by Benjamin Albright. I think that Kafka just, he had a second interview and they made a decision that he would not move forward for whatever reason. Um, nothing against Kafka. He's He doubles down on what he did, which is what Bo and I kind of said all along. If he doubles down on Daniel Jones next year and they have another great season, I think he's got a better resume. I just think he's a little bit too green. One-year coordinator for a team that, it didn't really light the world on fire offensively. Certainly outplayed the sum of their parts mm-hmm. and overachieved. I thought Kafka was fantastic this year, but it's also Brian Dable's team, and he also came from Andy Reid, something that Eric Bieniemy is struggling with right now to craft his own path. So I don't think it's an indictment on Mike Kafka. I just yeah. think the Cardinals are basically telling you we feel like Luana Rumo and Jonathan Gannon are are the two finalists because that's just what's going on. Everybody I've talked to is super impressed by Mike Kafka. He's a rising star in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be a future head coach. He interviews obviously very well. Arizona Cardinals were very impressed by Mike Kafka, but trying to separate, you know, who were the legitimate candidates that the Arizona Cardinals are trying to whittle this, you know, big, expansive, wide net coaching search. He made it, you know, to the final three, you could say, and then got weeded out by, you know, two very impressive uh, and, and w- way more experienced guys in Jonathan Gannon and Luana Rumo. And I think that that's right. I think that that's probably the right move by the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, they, they just didn't have the luxury of going from an inexperienced, offensive-minded, rising star guy to bet on him uh, and just see what, what happens where they need to kind of have an adult in the room right from the jump. They, they need a guy like Gannon. They need a guy like Anarumo to be there to, to really kind of get a dysfunctional organization on and off the field uh, back on track. And I just think uh, and not to say Kafka can do that. I just think that you're putting a lot of pressure on a young you guy at 35 years old in, in order to do that. Nazar bringing the heat here. I love this comment, by the way, because I think this is the best way to put it. He's a great guy, has lots of potential, just not the right timing for us. 100%. Sure. My argument's been... If he was up for the Charger job with Herbert established and that team ready to roll, he could seamlessly step in as a new voice and I think do a good job there. Um, good to and know. What Bill, have you done for me lately? I mean, right. if people are up against Gannon, I mean, his Kafka's offense put up seven points against the Eagles. Right. right. <laughs> and everybody's saying, everybody on, on morning TV is like, well, the Giants got to play Daniel Jones three times this year. And now we're, we got people saying we want Mike Kafka. So it's like, right. which is it? And they hate John Gannon. So which is it? I don't know. Um, but Joel, I uh, I am not qualified to be the next head coach. I'm barely qualified for the job I have, but I appreciate your brother. Um, it's one of those things where because we're out of the Johnny's Super Bowl performance of, wasn't great either. He had he had oh, Eagles money line. I did, and then I changed. <laughs> it. But it was my DraftKings pick of the week. It feels like Bo does it not that like once you leave the Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh tier, and D'Amico Ryan's. Mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be happy with the choice. And we get that, no. right? Right. But I think I think we're in this kind of, not B tier, but the next tier down that's got again an Amarumo and a Kafka where there's some divisiveness. But then below that was the tiers of guys who we just feel like would be completely underwhelming in like a Vance Joseph. I would have put Frank Wright in that group. 
Mm -hmm. I would have put probably Avero in that group just because we, we weren't Aaron Glenn. We weren't talking about them with like the elites. I liked Brian Flores. I would have put him in my B, maybe an A tier. The Cardinals did not. So mm -hmm. again, there's going to be disagreement. Plus, we there's head coaching fatigue. Like some fans want this to be over. Right. Like me, I'm ready for this to be done. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. And there are a lot of people saying, well, let the process play out. And if you're on the ladder, I think you're going to get what you what you asked for. If if you've been somebody staunchly committed to go with your gut, go through the entirety of the process, then whomever they choose, we should be we should applaud the Cardinals for right. taking their time. I mean, we're getting to paralysis by overanalysis, no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, we're trying to sift through all these names, Arizona Cardinals at at this point, is it twelve deep? Are we at twelve? Because we didn't officially I, have I've lost on count. There. We had him on deck as far as Austin Fort's dozen. Uh, I, I think we still have that. Here it is. Yeah, it's uh, who they they've interviewed. Good God, <laughs> and it's a deep list, man. Uh, they they never did talk to Ryan's officially, right? They never got that schedule, right. and that was never a reality. Uh, but you've got Vance one, Vero two, Glenn three, Flores four, Peyton five, Gannon's gonna be six, Anarumo seven, Callahan's eight, Kafka's nine, Reich's ten. So you had a uh, eleven with Dan Quinn. You never talked to D'Amico Ryan's, but you requested him. So eleven. It is Austin Fort's eleven. Like Ocean's Eleven, just not as good of a movie uh, so far. <laughs> uh, I've I've lost my train of thought, but here's here's what I do want to emphasize: is that the Cardinals, we feel like because the Bengals staff is still intact, and a lot of the Eagles staff is still intact, they're going to be able to put together a, a quality staff, and that's what hampered Cliff Kingsbury, and that's certainly what hampered Steve Wilkes. So yeah. I feel like my biggest fear of waiting this long is not going to become a reality because you would assume at this point Lou and Gannon have those guys on standby where we get a hiring within the next 12 to 24 hours, please, effing God, make it happen. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, you have news of so-and-so is joining Lou Anarumo, John Gannon in Arizona to become their offensive-defensive coordinator. That makes me feel good, that you yeah. don't have to piecemeal it together and that you're going to be intact fully for the NFL Combine just two weeks away. With it being Valentine's Day, you can have fun with that. I mean, Michael Bidwell yeah. doing the old Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons saying, I choose you, choose you, Valentine's card to <laughs> Anna Rumo or, or John Gannon or Be Mine, like the little candy hearts mm -hmm. just slide it across the table. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a good way to do it, right? I mean, we didn't think yeah. we were going to get this far. I might not have some fun with it. They immediately resign after that. <laughs> Vance is like, I pass. accept. I accept. <laughs> yeah, I'll be your Valentine. <laughs> this was nice. I'm going to get my steps in now outside. Uh, <laughs> let's get to some of these comments here. You guys are crushing it in the chat. Uh, man, who uh, layer? Gannon got out coached by Cliff in week five. We're seeing a lot of that in the chat. Um, what? The Cardinals lost that game. I know because, well, Amendola missed the field goal to tie it. That was the old debacle as far as the slide and did they get the first down or not? The clock was running and they were running the kind of like hurricane uh, drill there. I I don't know. I don't believe they was necessarily out coached. They, would they give up seventeen points in that game? Uh, here, I'll pull it up in real time. This is not elite podcasting, but let's go all the way back to October 9th. The Cardinals had seventeen points, but yes, he got out coached <laughs> when you don't hit when you don't hit twenty points. They were up in that game 14 to nothing. The Cardinals came storming back at halftime. The Cardinals had a whopping 10 points. I don't remember too many times the cliff out. So it's the second half cutty. That was them roaring back. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Gannon right. gave up uh, 10 in the first half, seven in the second, but he outcoached Jonathan Gannon. Listen, we're not trying to be smart. How did he live with here. himself after that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? The guy gives He's up 14 so total points in the postseason. <laughs> uh, I would say. If you're looking for red flags, I mean, they gave up 35 points in the opener against the Lions. They turned around, though, and beat the shit out of the Vikings, gave up seven points. They held the Commanders to eight points. I mean, they were the number two defense in the NFL. So, we're, I mean, we're trying to poke holes in this, and everybody's talking about strength of schedule. I mean, the NFC East had three playoff teams, guys. They had 70 sacks. They had 17 yeah. interceptions. What do you want? What more do you want? 
They held Patrick Mahomes to seven points in the first half. Let's calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. D'Amico Ryans gave up 44 points to Patrick Mahomes, and he gave up 30-plus points in the AFC Championship. He's God's gift to coaching, hard. Johnny. Don't let oh anybody tell God. you differently. Uh, can we calm down for two seconds? <laughs> you want the Dalai Lama to coach this team? We got to be realistic here, guys. Well, you know what? Patrick Mahomes lit him up, so I don't want him. Right. Lou well, Patrick Mahomes has lit every every defensive coordinator. Oh my He's pretty God. much been lit up. I mean, just take a breath. Anna Rumo in, in the in the Bengals. I think the first time snuck out after snuck away a win uh, against the against the Chiefs, like way back when when it was like thirty three thirty. Yeah. So you know, and Anna Rumo was was uh, you know his defense. I think. Patrick Mahomes was not I, I know he dealt with the ankle thing last night, but he also would I I would I would argue that he was in worse shape when he met the Bengals in, in the championship game, the conference championship game. There was also like inclement weather in that game. Like they got to play in a dome yesterday, and also like the the field was shit. A lot of right. Hassan Reddick can plant his feet. I, I, but to, to kind of reiterate this, I would be, I can, I can talk myself into Lou Anarumo. I really can. I I think that he would be a solid choice for the Arizona Cardinals head coach. I'm glad that it's down to Gannon and and Anarumo versus either one of them in Kafka. I just, I I want it. I want it, you know, that type of, of kind of a, a hardened defensive coordinator approach to this organization after what we saw kind of a lax, very lax approach the previous four years. I think we were all on the same page when the news broke Sunday, like, Oh, nice. They're got, they got two good, good options and Kafka. And then I feel like I'm having to defend Jonathan Gannon's reputation after last night, because the Twitter streets are just piling on and it were made. People are making it out to be, would you just prefer him over Anaruma, which is true, but it's not to to shit on Anarumo. It's just, right. hey guys, let's just take a step back, a four thousand foot view, and look at what this guy accomplished this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, he had a loaded roster. I don't disagree with that. But again, it it's about whom Monty Awesomefort <laughs> wants to be wants to be the head coach of this team. And if Monty Awesomefort, who's your first external GM in three plus decades, mm-hmm. wants this guy, then that's who I want to go with because I know definitively I take a player in April, he's playing in the fall. I mean, there's always going to be hesitation with that in, unless I'm 100% certain that the GM and the head coach are on the same page. And if if um, if Lou Anarumo gets the job and there's disconnect, we're going to be able to point to exactly that. But if John right. Gannon's like, I'm going to piece together my my staff from scratch and we're all going to be on the same page and there's going to be no – the Cardinals had two head coaches last fall, kind of. Vance handled the defense and Cliff handled the offense. There was a complete disconnect. I, I just – I don't want any semblance of that ever again. No. Uh, Gannon is the size of Johnny. No, he's, he's 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 taller. He's taller. He's ja- I mean, he's jacked. He's a, sa- a he's a former he's safety. A, um, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> but Anarumo has 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 put the fact that Anarumo Anarumo has gone from not even on the radar of the Arizona Cardinals to getting you know his first interview what two weeks ago. And then to to lock in his second this past Friday, uh, and to impress him this much to be the finalist, like he yeah. he kicked ass in the interview. Like he's making this a very hard case on a Cardinals organization that now you can you can clearly see that they've waited to talk to Jonathan Gannon. And all through that, Lou Anarumo has made a case for him, and that's that's really fucking impressive. I mean, that's yeah for for somebody to do that to to not even really be in the conversation. That's great. Let's take a look at Nick's $5 super chat. Thanks, Nick. We really appreciate it. Is it true that Bidwell is choosing the head coach, not Monty? Well, that was what Josh Weinfuss is pretty much. He told us live on Radio Row on Friday when we had our discussion with Weinfuss, and he's had some really uh, interesting kind of tidbits that he's gotten throughout this process, actually dating back to when uh, the organization was in flux with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. He had some really good insight on what's going on. So, yeah, that was according to to Weinfuss, but you know, according to Albert Breer's article that was pointed out by Darren Urban of azcardinals.com is Monty Ossenfort is he he had identified Jonathan Gannon last summer as one of his guys. And to Johnny's point, I mean, 
that would be a to empower and just delegate that decision to your new GM would would set a very good tone as far as the new regime for the Arizona Cardinals. Our guy Howard Balzer tweeted it out yesterday, uh, roughly 4 p.m. Arizona time. If you haven't seen this, not a revelation, but here in Jonathan Gannon will be Cardinals' new head coach. Strong possibility. Drew Petzing will be the OC, of course, the quarterback coach from the Cleveland Browns. Howard hasn't deleted that. I would say that that is the the word on the street. Do you think, Bo, the fact that they've leaked out that Anna Rumo is still in the running as a leverage play potentially for contract negotiations, or do you really believe Anna Rumo is still in the running? Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's still in the running. I mean, it's interesting that that Howard got that. I, I haven't talked to Howard. I, I probably should have to kind of get some more insight as far as uh, what Howard he's just hearing stuff out there. Right, he doesn't. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not gonna want to have receipts that are incorrect. And yeah. if you look at his timeline, you probably won't find any. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not. I. It, it's just very interesting. I think that they wanted to kind of make this a competition and have a tough decision to make, and really kind of weigh the pros and cons and and figure out after this entire drawn out process that they're gonna make the right decision and have the right guy. So to kind of keep a fi- one extra finalist in there with Gannon and, and really make sure that he's vetted and, and, you know, you look at the tape from last night, you know, to make sure that this is the guy, right? Because I understand why people are skeptical. I don't, I don't agree that one game, one half, makes the completely torpedoes Gannon's ability to be the next head coach of any team. So... But I, yeah, I I don't think that that's just kind of an optics thing. I don't think that they're trying to leverage anything and, and use poor Lou Anarumo for that. I think he's earned uh, this spot that, to be a finalist for this Cardinals head coaching vacancy. Rafa in the chat, I think, nails it. If Gannon wants the job, Lou has no chance, but they need a plan B. And things sure. can always go awry with this team. Great point. You got to keep somebody in the mix, right? Just in case you want to let people know through their agents, through Twitter, you're still on the running, but I mean, I think we'd be lying to ourselves if 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 we didn't think Gannon was the front runner for this job, because he the, is. Philly's losing their OC. I mean, he it it, it looks like he Steichen's going to the Indianapolis coaches to be. So you're going to lose your that coordinator there. It looks like they've got somebody they're comfortable in promoting, uh, and Johnson front in within the organization. Is there somebody on the defensive side? Does Philly kind of open up its the the their checkbook? To, to maybe keep some continuity there with Nick Sirianni, do, do they kind of say, hey, here's a blank check, we'll, we'll, or we'll give you a raise, um, and you go find a better fit for yourself next year. Uh, we we want to ha- be able to kind of run this thing back, and we don't want to have to replace not one, but two coordinators. That's an that, indictment of Michael Bidwell if he allows no, that to no, happen. No, yeah, I, I don't disagree with it, but we've what we've heard from Gannon, and you, don't, you can only kind of – you can't kind of put too much stock into it. He said after the conference championship game, he doesn't want to go anywhere, good, bad, or indifferent. But, you know, does he feel like there's unfinished business there, right? I, I know that yeah. it'd be a tough decision to make, but to to Rafa's point, you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, no doubt. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that. You have to hedge your bet. We're assuming that Jonathan Gannon's interview is in person today, correct? Yeah, I would imagine he didn't fly back with the team. And he didn't meet with the media in Philadelphia last night either. Uh, I don't know if Shane Stetchen did, or he just opted to meet with him and said no comment to the perception that he's going to take the Colts job. But Jonathan Gannon did not meet with the media at all yesterday after the loss. So read into that what you will. Nick Sirianni, of course, did. He had to. Um, I I would read that as that he he feels like he's got a good opportunity to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of people are asking about coordinator options and what we're hearing. We're going to talk about that here in a second. When I want to remind everybody, what I'm hearing on the fantasy streets is you ought to be dabbling and dabbling with underdog fantasy. They do fantasy sports differently. Had an opportunity to wager on the biggest game of them all, Super Bowl 57. I had two Super Bowl boosters, uh, and I had a banger of a time doing it on underdog fantasy. And listen, just because the NFL season is over – does not mean the fun stops. We got the MLB season on deck with Underdog Fantasy as well as the NBA. And boy, oh boy, I'm going to be taking the higher, the higher every flipping game for Kevin Durant in a Phoenix Suns uniform. I cannot wait. Baited breath, Underdog Fantasy to wager using that promo code P 
PHNX. It's so easy to get started. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code. You guessed it, PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So, again, just because football season's over does not mean you can't have a banger of a time on Underdog Fantasy. Get some reps in this offseason, MLB action, NBA action, <laughs> soccer, whatever you want to do, they got you covered. Forget your long fantasy where you're saddled with cam makers like your boy here in the third round. No, no, no. <laughs> you have a bad day on Underdog Fantasy. Guess what? You can pivot for a new the following day. But, again, you got to use promo code PHNX to get your deposit match up to 100. You put in a hundy boop, get out of hundy, only with our friends at Underdog Fantasy Bowl. I always say four peaks enhances any game viewing experience. Uh, so yeah. does more furniture. Uh, our crew that actually covers the Suns, PHNX Suns, the PHNX Coyotes. You talk about baseball, PHNX D-backs is going to be in full swing, and they're going to be hanging out here in the more furniture loungers uh, watching game after game after game, longer seasons than the NFL. Uh, you can unlock up to 25% off their President's Day sale at more furniture. You can get yourself your living room, your bedroom, your dining room, your kids' bedrooms, you know, office, entertainment centers, all looking great, comfortable. Get that feng shui dialed in at morefurniture.com. Look at all the furniture they have for your home, your condo, your apartment, your house, and you get that free white glove delivery on a minimum purchase of $1,999, just under $2,000. You can get that white glove delivery. Not only do they deliver it, they put it where you want. They get rid of all the packing crap that the, the furniture comes in it. You don't have to figure out, you know, when's bulk pickup day once you just because you got a piece of furniture and they put it together as well. They assemble it and they get it all set up how you want it. Morefurniture.com. You can check them out as well. 44th Street McDowell. Morefurniture.com. All right, let's talk coordinators. So we do not definitively know anything as of this point, but reading through the tea leaves, let's start with old Jonathan Gann. Should he become the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? We're going to start on the offensive side, Bo, and we're going to look to the Cleveland Browns and their quarterbacks coach. Uh, help me with the last name. Drew, is it Upsing? Petsking. Petsing. Why did I think yeah. Upsing? Uh, upgrading with Drew Petzing, who's the uh, quarterback's coach, uh, working with both Deshaun Watson at the end of the year and, of course, Jacoby Brissett. They were both Petzing and Gannon were together under Mike Zimmer during their time with the Vikings. Uh, Gannon was working with the defensive backs. Petzing was working with the wideouts. Um, that is his choice, according to multiple people. A choice, I should say, not the definitive. There, of course, is the Eric Bieniemy factor, which we've heard from Pro Football Focus or pro football talk, I should say, that the Cardinals may have some interest, but it feels like Petsing is the guy right now for Gannon. And then on the flip side, you could opt to choose from a number of the different position coaches, maybe the linebacker coach from Philadelphia to come here and kind of be your default defensive coordinator. Benjamin mm -hmm. Albright stating today that he felt like it would be the preference of Gannon, like we talked about earlier, to go external for his coordinator, and who better than to get somebody that was on your previous staff? Yeah, it, not bad, right? I mean, I think that you can talk yourself into any of these guys. You, they're, they're impressive. Petsing, I watched, I went down a rabbit hole watching some of his uh, meetings with the Browns media because he could potentially be the guy that's going to be working in collaborating with Kyler Murray. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that he, he's, got a, he's, he's got a lot of, I guess, time spent coaching teams, you know, from being at, at Harvard to – um, the Browns to the Vikings were and he's coached a lot of different positions as well. He's, mm -hmm. he's been a tight ends coach. He's quarterbacks coach. Most recently he's coached the wide receivers. So he's, he's got experience. He knows the offensive side of the football and is viewed as one of the up and comers as far as this league goes. And then, you know, you, you look at, uh, I think it was DJ Whitey told me that the Arizona Cardinals from what he's seen is they're going to look for more experience so maybe the Dan pitcher isn't something that we should be connecting with Lou Anarumo, but that was a name that we saw. Dan pitcher is a guy who works with he's Joe getting OC interviews already, right? He's, he's the quarterback's coach in Cincinnati. So uh, when, when you think about like, which, what veteran offensive coordinators are available? Uh, well, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's out there. Who else we got out there? Like uh, Jim Caldwell. I mean, 
Greg Roman. Greg Roman is very intriguing. I know he's a four-letter word around Baltimore these days, but he he also got Lamar Jackson to an MVP level before. So and he got Colin Kaepernick playing at a very high level as well with the Niners back in those days. So uh, there, there's definitely some options there, but I, I think it's to to kind of see Petsing kind of show up an unknown uh, with some hotter names out there. Um, it was interesting, but you you have to start to trust the the people that the Cardinals are starting to put in place, and that they've been around this league for a long time. We talked to Andrew Sandejo, and he said like these guys are always putting together staffs, and no matter if they're in 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 line for a job or not, but they're always thinking about who would be on their staff. And it's interesting that you know they've already, you're starting to already see these kind of trickle out with these two candidates for the Cardinals. Yeah, it is interesting, you know you figure that you're going to get the best version of their side of the ball at the very least. Right. And right. I think that was the big issue with Cliff Kingsbury. The offense was terrible. They didn't look prepared for games and they had a loaded core, even without Deandre Hopkins Ertz and Hollywood Brown and Greg Dorch and all these playmakers Cardinals couldn't put up over 20 points per game like that. I would assume after, you know, some growing pains is not going to be a problem with Luana Rumo and or John Gannon. I feel like Jonathan Gannon, you're, you're going to be able to lean on that side of the football and the Cardinals right now, presumably most of their talents on the defensive side. So I wouldn't freak out over the lack of experience as a defensive coordinator for either one of these staffs. My only concern, again, is Anna Rumo with the Vance Joseph factor. The offensive coordinator hiring is, is going to be the big one because mm-hmm. that person is tethered to Kyler Murray and not fixing Kyler Murray, but working with Kyler Murray. And with Dan Pitcher, I mean, like, who can you turn to from that Bengals offense to come here and aid Kyler Murray from a player standpoint, if they opt to go that route. Whereas on the flip side, Drew Petzing can say, hey, Jacoby Brissett, you started games for us last year until you know mid-November. Come be the Arizona Cardinals quarterback all season until Kyler Murray's ready. Bo pulled up Spot Track's projected contract for Jacoby Brissett next year. It's about $5 million. Sign me up for that. And yeah. You're going to give Jacoby an extended opportunity to start for the second consecutive year, put him, put his name back out there. I mean, what other team's going to give him that option? I'm going to go with none. And I also love the idea of Jacoby being able to work with Kyler Murray five years, his senior saying, Hey, this is the offense. Here's what we're going to do. Let me help you get up and running while you're coming back from your injury. There are right. a lot of enticing options. Go look at that pet scene offense. Very efficient. Jacoby Brissett, 64 completion percentage, two to one, touchdown interception ratio 12 touchdowns six picks right and they put an emphasis on running the football trying to get that tuned up Cadillac ready for Kyler Murray to come back and seamlessly transition where it's not all on K1 you don't have to play backyard football you've got an established running game that can help aid Kyler Murray's recovery so the more you you read into Drew Petzing and what he did against Cle- with Cleveland last year starting I think two and one and you know until the wheels fell off and they were kind of mismanaged a little bit. I mean, they were fine. But again, you're, you're talking about not having Kyler Murray. What can you do to supplement that? I think you look at what the Browns did last year to a lot of success. There was not a huge fall off for Amari Cooper going from Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun yeah. Watson. That's appetizing for me. Right. And, and talking about dealing with controversy and Kyler Murray doesn't even hold a candle to the debacle that is dealing with Deshaun Watson. Right. right. I mean, but you know, that's, that's the situation that Petsing was thrown in last year uh, and, and working him back in and trying to get Watson back on the football field and dealing with all the off the field stuff where Petsing was, was, was tasked with preparing Watson. And yeah, absolutely. A guy like Jacoby Brissett did play that Brown's offense did look better at times than it did with Watson, who was trying to knock the rust off. Eric Bieniemy, I see his name a lot in this chat, and people are asking about it. It was a report from Pro Football Talk on Sunday morning that uh, Bieniemy has an outside shot at the Colts job. That seems like that's that they're going with Steich, and, and then you've got uh, offensive coordinator opportunities outside of the Chiefs. The Chiefs still remains a possibility. He could always go back and keep his job with the Chiefs, but his contract is up, and I'm sure at this point, Bieniemy's like, why the hell is this guy not getting a legit shot? at being yeah. a head coach, right? There are some red flags off the field, right, that he had to deal with uh, over a decade ago. Uh, but also, you know, you've got some players like LaShawn McCoy who, who don't say very nice things about Eric Bieniemy. There's reports mm-hmm. that he doesn't interview well. 
And then there's also the struggle between deciding, you know, is it the enemy? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it, is it Andy Reid? Like who should be the ones that are, should really get the credit for the success that the chiefs get. So why not be enemy? If he wants, if he hasn't gotten the job already, why not kind of get out from under that shadow and go prove somewhere else that he can coach up an offense, right? Yeah. So he's looking at the Ravens, which I think is is the most uh, competition that the the Cardinals could potentially have if they're looking at Bienemy as an OC. And then you've got the Commanders, uh, which is not, in my opinion, competition for the Cardinals. You talk about dysfunction from top to bottom. That organization, as far as who you'd be playing with. Is Sam Howell going to put you in a position then half a season potentially with Kyler Murray uh, to get a head coaching job next coaching carousel? I think the odds of that happening are very slim. Uh, enemy is going to go where he gets paid the most money. I feel sure. like. Uh, and so not here. He's, he, he's, yeah, he's saddling <laughs> himself up to these defensive coaches for a reason or these neutral coaches like, like John Harbaugh, who was a special teams guy at heart. Um, but I think there's some concerns, some questions I should say surrounding why Eric Bieniemy isn't getting head coaching offers, and he's got a domestic issue that haunted him back in his time at Colorado, right? That no one's just going to ignore, right. and supposedly he did not have good head coaching interviews. I don't know that definitively, but you just you read stuff, and then his relationship with Mahomes sometimes has been dicey. But I think the biggest thing is like how much of this is Andy Reid, right? How much of this is what they've cultivated with Patrick Mahomes? Now, you could say, well, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, but Matt Nagy proved not to be a great head coach. So I, I had Matt Nagy gone and had a bunch of success, I think Eric Bieniemy is a head coach by now. So I applaud him for taking care of this and doing this. And if the Cardinals are genuinely serious about Bieniemy, and I hope that they are, they'll go out and they'll pay him the most money to come here and help Kyler Murray get back up on his feet. I, I think that I put this on our podcast. I put this uh, in a text thread with myself, Bo, and, and our GM, Saul Bookman. You get Jonathan Gannon, Eric Bieniemy, you get to keep your draft picks. I think I'm taking that over Sean Payton at this point. When yeah. I'm seeing that Sean Payton's interviewing Rex Ryan and the and the <laughs> the, the diva that Sean Payton has become, I mean, John Gannon, Eric Bieniemy, and your draft picks, it sounds pretty damn good to me. But I, I it's I don't a good think consolation that, prize. Yeah, it is as, absolutely. It is 100. Bieniemy to me, you know, I don't think we can dis- discount it. There's a reason that that report was out there. I, I goodness, the Cardinals have shown you they're going to talk. They'll talk to anybody. You want to talk to us about the head yeah. coaching opportunity, the OC opportunity? Come talk to us. Let's have a conversation. Doesn't mean they're going to hire you, but I think feels like they're going to explore something to that effect. And, and Gannon should be open to it, right? And, and I think yeah. Anna Rumo should be open to it. You know, as far as will they have the ultimate say? You you would hope so with their coaching staff. That it is different than the past and previous coaching staffs that the Cardinals have put together to where the coach has uh, more, I guess, call on that in authority as far as who they hire instead of, you know, the GM putting it together for the coach and then rolling the balls out on the field and say, okay, go coach him up and, and win us win us a Lombardi. <laughs> I think they've gotten it wrong. So hopefully they've, room, they've, they've uh, learned from the Arabs of their ways. We're on standby here at uh, PHNX, PHNX Cardinals until we get a head coaching announcement. But in the meantime – Check out our phenomenal team of writers at gophnx.com, led by Howard Balzer, our PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. Craig Morgan just put out a banger of an article on the last four Super Bowls at State Farm Stadium. Got tremendous insight from a that flurry. Was a collaboration, right? Some, yeah. some, uh, some very well-respected people that have been writing in the Valley for a long time, going over the uh, and ranking the Super Bowls that have been played Fantastic. here in the desert. It's great. Tremendous uh, article. Is it Kent Summers, Darren Urban? Uh, you got Paula and you've got Scott uh, Bordeaux. Scott Bordeaux, yeah. Fantastic work by Craig Morgan. Uh, our our team of writers, you know, Jared Borgay cranking out just money content on Kevin Durant. How how can that not take center stage right now? Good hell, Cardinals. Get your press conference in before Thursday because uh, <laughs> it becomes a Suns town on Thursday afternoon. Michael Bidwell, let's, let's focus on those optics. Let's hire somebody so you can get a presser in before Thursday. Check out gophnx.com. Become a diehard. 20% off all merchandise, cop a free hat and or t-shirt the first year you sign up and every year after the fact. Hop in the exclusive member Discord. You're not going to be sorry that you did as we own the offseason here at PHNX Cardinals. Uh, question in the chat, Jacoby Brissett, is he a free agent? You betcha. He sure is. $5 million projection contract. And uh, why not bring him to the desert and let him start a few games uh, until Kyler Murray's ready to rock Let's, and roll? So- 
I think there's three options, right? I mean, as far as who's going to be your bridge quarterback to when Kyler comes back, right? There's the incumbent. There's uh, there's Colt McCoy. He's under contract. Now, it's not a ton of money that you would have to, cut if you cut him, that you're just like, you can't financially come back from it, right? And then you've got Brissett. That's, that's easy if, if you got Drew Petzing that comes in uh, from Cleveland. There's experience there, relationship. And then there's like who, who you brought up who would be really fun. I don't know if it's going to equate to wins, but like uh, Gardner Minshew from Philadelphia. He's got a little Jake Plummer to him. Um, always a, a fun quote. Uh, you know, he came in and he he won some, you know, I think a game for Philly when he was spot starting for Jalen Hurts. But uh, that's what you're looking at. You're That's the caliber of quarterback that you're, that you're going to look at and look to uh, with Kyler Murray on the men from January 3rd ACL surgery. Sly asking Jimmy G, sounds like he wants starter money. You got to be ready to play in the sandbox of guys who feel yeah. like they are starters, but they aren't going to get that opportunity. Jackson F saying Taylor Heineke. I wouldn't mind Taylor Heineke. He was out there partying in Tempe with his shirt off with Burt Kreischer over the weekend. I mean, he seems like a fun guy too. He also had, um, I think, a clause in his contract where the teams he beat, he would get uh, color scheme Jordans for every win he would get. So I don't know how many Jordans he would get this next season for the Cardinals, but it's cool. My only concern with Minshew uh, is that he's not going to be running the same offense you would assume. Right. Um, Heineke and, like, and, and both Brissett have a little mobile, mobility to them for sure. Right. Gardner, to me, like unless you're bringing somebody from Shane Stetchen's staff, I don't want a learning curve for the guy who's starting next fall because Kyler Murray's already going to be on a learning curve right. on crutches, right, potentially, or walking around compromised. I want the guy who's he's off crutches already, Johnny. He is. He's off crutches. I'm we saw a video of him. We got to check it out. Check it out. PHNX Cardinals. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, I'm telling you, like Colt McCoy is not going to know this offense. So Colt McCoy, in my opinion, should not be an option. I mean, he's he can learn the offense, but you know that there's a there's a there's a short ceiling there. He's a quintessential backup. He'll he'll win you three games. He'll lose you three games, depending on what the talent looks like next year. Where I think they're going to be up against it. Obviously, some key pieces already out with your Ertz out. Who knows what they're going to do with D Hop? You know what what is Colt McCoy? You already need to be kind of operating at a very high level for him to be successful. Um, yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I mean the 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 floor is medium uh, to low, and the ceiling is is not that high either. So, Cole McCoy was part of the old regime with Cliff Kingsbury, and I just I feel like that 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 ship has sailed. Um, Daniel, uh, it's Stecken, not Stechen. I feel like I've heard it both ways, but I'll take your word for it. Shane Stecken. I think our DMVR peeps were asking if it was Stechen or Stecken. I don't care. He's not going to be here. I must have told them incorrectly. <laughs> um, Jacoby Brissett would be my choice. Um, but we don't know who the Cardinals' choice is to be the next head coach. But in the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Again, much love, everybody. Thank you so much for the outpouring support from last week. It was fan-flipping-tastic. It was unreal. It was very humbling. We are uh, so grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast uh, subscribe to this YouTube page. I, I highly recommend it. If you haven't set up alerts yet, I mean, there's a very real possibility that we're doing an emergency podcast later today. So make mm -hmm. sure you get those alerts. So if we go live with the news of the new Arizona Cardinals head coach, you can join us, join the chat, join the conversation like you always do. Uh, we, we, uh, we're looking forward to it. I think we're, we're in the red zone as far as this coaching search goes. So let's, let's punch this one in. Uh, yeah, let's not fumble the ball here. Cardinals. Let's get it done. Let's get a quality coach and let's move forward with the next era of Arizona Cardinal football for Johnny venerable Bo Brock here. We're enjoying the hell out of the off season. And that's because of all of you. Thank you so much for all of your endless support and hopefully see you later tonight. Have a good evening, everybody.